Hello, I'm Father Dan Serratori from the St. Benedict's Catholic Community in Burwood, Melbourne, and welcome to our podcast. We hope you're blessed by this homily recorded at our Sunday Mass. May it enrich you and may it inspire you to embrace more fully the love, the life, and the mission of Jesus. Enjoy. So there's a particular word I wanted to focus on today. It comes from the second reading, and it's the word overwhelm. Have you been overwhelmed lately? I tried to think of a few examples from my own life and, and here are two that came to mind. First was uh, an experience I had many moons ago. I was traveling, uh, sort of transiting through Thailand. I had a night in Bangkok and um, staying in a hotel there. Woke up in the morning to go down for breakfast, which is one of my favorite meals of the day. Love breakfast. Uh, and I quickly realized when I got down, this was no ordinary breakfast. You know, I was expecting some cereals, you know, maybe some bacon and eggs and toast. But when I opened those glorious breakfast doors, <laughs> there was a breakfast wonderland before me. You know, it was every possible food you could imagine was there. And you know what's better? Of course, it was free. <laughs> it was free and, and you know I was only there one night so I had one shot at this breakfast wonderland and uh, let me assure you I gave it a really good go you know uh, it was overwhelming and I left quite overwhelmed I must say that was one experience that came to mind the second uh, experience was something uh, much more recent and much more close to home and it was the overwhelming experience of people's care and compassion that I received after I heard of my mum's diagnosis. I received so many uh, texts and calls and cards from friends and, and like from people I'd never met before. You know, people on the live stream, people from around the country sending cards. Uh, and it was so overwhelming. Uh, I remember being mo so moved one day, uh, I was in Sydney at the time and a friend from Melbourne called me, he's a very busy guy with his work and his young family and he said, look, um, you let me know any time, I'll jump on a plane and I'll come up if you just want a friend around, you know. I was so moved by that. I I'm not exactly sure why or what it was, but this care and compassion that people were showing me, it, 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 it touched me deeply kind of rocked my world in a really good kind of way. It overwhelmed me in a very different way to the buffet, right? It, it shifted something in me. It changed me. Now, this is the kind of overwhelming experience that St. Paul is talking about in this second reading. Being touched by love in such a way that something deep within us is forever changed. I want to paraphrase uh, St. Paul a little. He says, The love of God overwhelms us when we reflect that if one man, Jesus, died for all, then it means that we would otherwise, if it wasn't for him, we would all be dead. We'd all have no hope. But because Jesus has died for our sake, because he has taken upon himself all of our failures and our sinfulness, we get to share in the life of God, which is a life that's even better than the life that we had before. When was the last time that you were personally touched by this good news? St. Paul's suggesting today that if you reflect on this long enough, it will not only overwhelm you, but it will change something deep within you. That's basically what it means to have a religious experience, yeah? <laughs> a moment of conversion. 
It means to be touched by the compassion and the generosity of God in such a way that it breaks through our walls, our defences. It breaks through our pain and our shame. And as St Paul goes on to say in the second reading, this love makes us into a whole new creation. It gives us a whole new way of living whole new way of seeing ourselves in the world. Now, for some of us, I'm guessing that it may be a long time since you've been touched by the love of God in this kind of way. Maybe you appreciate it intellectually. Maybe you get some comfort from it, but, but perhaps you haven't actually been touched by, overwhelmed by it in quite some time. And I'm guessing too that there may be some here, maybe you're new to faith or you just, you know, you haven't quite yourself uh, touched into the love of God in this personal life-changing kind of way. Wherever you're at right now on your journey of faith, one thing that can really help us to connect to this love is to spend some time to think about who exactly is offering us this love. Who exactly is laying their life down for us? Because when we look to the cross, we're not talking about a human giving their life for a human. That's wonderful, but that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about the Son of God laying down his life for us. So today I want to to talk a little bit about what it means for us that the Son of God lays his life down for you and for me. I'm going to use this scene from today's gospel to reflect a little bit on who this God is that is loving us. I want to say something about God's nature today because the more that we understand about who who God is, the more that we will appreciate everything that God has done for us, the more it will overwhelm us, the more we'll realise what that actually means for our life. So let's have a look at this gospel. Uh, It begins today with Jesus. He's in the boat with his disciples, nothing new. Uh, They're crossing over the Sea of Galilee. And, you know, Jesus knew that most of his disciples were fishermen, right? Experienced fishermen. So I suppose he thought to himself, well, this is their domain. I'm in their boat. They know what they're doing. So I'm going to have a rest. So that's what he does. Finds a spot and and he goes to sleep. But then, of course, as we heard, this gale force winds, they kind of stir up and the waves start, you know, breaking into the boat. And very quickly, these uh, experienced fishermen realise that even, even in their domain, even where they thought they were in control, they're actually not. We know something about what that's like, don't we? Maybe that's a bit of a COVID revelation to us. All these things that we look to for security and purpose and, you know, kind of identity, suddenly kind of all thrown up in the air and we're like, vulnerable. We know something of their experience. And so what do they do in their fear and their desperation? They turn to Jesus, which is a good thing to do. And here's what we want to notice. As soon as they turn to Jesus, instantly he quiets and he calms the storm. Now, The disciples had already seen Jesus perform miracles. He'd seen them heal people. He'd seen them do all these extraordinary things. But calming a storm is a whole new level of miracle, is it not? (laughs) A whole new level of power and authority. And so it says that they were 
sitting there, and I guess they're a bit dumbfounded, and they're like, who is this? Who can this be? Who can, can control the wind and the sea? Who is this Jesus? You know what I wonder? I wonder if in that moment when they were there astonished at what Jesus has done, I wonder if they remembered. I wonder if they remembered back to the story of creation. Do you remember the story of creation? When the Spirit of God hovered over the waters and the Word of God brought order and life to the chaos? Or do you remember uh, the story of Moses when God parted the sea to lead his people to freedom. Surely only God can do that. I wonder if they remembered that when they saw what Jesus did. I wonder if they allowed for the possibility that this man was not just a great teacher, he was not just some miracle worker, but he was almighty God. That he had authority over all of creation You know what else I wonder? I wonder if you're open to that possibility yourself. When you come before God in prayer, when you come to church, is that whose presence you're coming into? Is that the one that you're a prayer? Are you conscious that that, that, that is the God that you're opening your heart to? Almighty God. Now, of course, at that point, the disciples hadn't yet worked out who Jesus was, right? But 2,000 years later, we know the full picture. And just recently, we celebrated the Holy Trinity, didn't we? Right? We know that Jesus was not just some human that, that God sent. Jesus was not just the one who suffered and died for us, but he's also the Christ. He's the Christ. He's all-powerful all-knowing, ever-present. He is the eternal God. You know, theologians, they use all these big words to talk about God and God's greatness, you know, like omnipotent, you know, all-powerful and omniscient. I can barely even say the words. <laughs> all-knowing and, and, and om, omnipresent, all, you know, present everywhere. But basically what all these big words really mean is that God lacks nothing. Did you know that? God lacks nothing. God is perfect. God has everything that God needs to be perfectly and completely happy. Do you know what else that means? It means that God doesn't need us. God doesn't need us to be happy. He's perfect already. This is why the love of God is so overwhelming. You see, if God doesn't need us, but still chooses to create us, do you get what that means for you? He still chooses to care for us. He still chooses to pursue us and forgive us when we deny him. And even more unbelievably, he chooses to uh, let go of everything that he had in his perfection and become one of us and to die our death so that we could share in his life. Can you see how this is so different to a human giving their life for another human? 
that the one who gave his life for you is the one who already had everything that he needed, but yet chose you anyway. Didn't need you, but chose you. Do you get what that means for you? Do you see why St. Paul says it's overwhelming? That when, when this dawns on us, we, we cannot be the same anymore. It's not possible. So what St. Paul says, we become a new creation. See, the fact that a perfect God loves us means that you are already enough as you are. You don't need to earn God's favour. God has already chosen you. You can stop trying so hard to get things perfect in your life. It also means that you are valued infinitely, that you are loved eternally, and there's no power in the world that can separate you from that love. It means that there is no situation in your life that is ever hopeless. Why? Because God is infinite and God is on your side. God has chosen you. It means that you can let go of that guilt and shame that you've been hanging on to for so long and you can just trust in the love of God that is bigger than all of our failures and weakness. It means that you can never be alone. Even when you feel desperately alone, that at all times you can draw upon the presence of God because God is in all places simultaneously at all times. And God is big enough to be able to give his love to everyone. There's, you know, some people say, oh, I think he, God's going to look after him before me. <laughs> well, that's not how God works. God's good enough for everyone. You see, what all this means is that we can live from the value and the love that God gives us. That's what it looks like to be a new creation. St. Paul says today. And it's a very, very different way of living. Living from fullness rather than lack. Living from who God says we are rather than our own efforts. It's a very different way of living. Now, does knowing all of this mean that we're going to be in high spirits 100% of the time? Of course not. Because life is tough and sometimes life gets the better of us. It takes its toll on us. Sometimes the seas of life are rough and the water gets into the boat, right? I don't know about you, but I've found in this last lockdown, I'm, I'm just, I don't know, I'm, I'm struggling more. I'm, I'm noticing I'm more flat. I'm, um, I'm not myself. I'm not, ex- I'm not exactly sure why, but I'm not myself. But I've been seeing this as an opportunity to do exactly what the disciples do today, and that is to look to Jesus, to look to the one who is almighty, to look to the one who is 100% on my side. I want to encourage you this week to spend some time sitting with this second reading. Reflect on this love that has been given to you and is constantly being given to you, not by anyone, but by Almighty God, if you can try and get your head around that. <laughs> Reflect on what that means for you, that a God who is perfect and has everything, but yet still comes after you and loves you with everything that he has. 
Reflect on what that means for you and allow yourself to be overwhelmed by that love. You can find reflection questions for this homily at stbenedicts.com.au forward slash homily. Thanks for joining us today and have a great week.